Welcome to Middle Class Film Class. My name is Tyler. Along with me is... Joseph. And I'm Peter. And today, we are reviewing Risk Cutters, A Love Story. Soon after I killed myself, found a job here at Kamikaze Pizza. <laughs> Who could think of a better punishment, really? Everything's the same here. It's just a little worse. You offed with the guitar? It was wild. Nicky <laughs> Pop almost came to see that gig. I'm not going out tonight. It just makes me depressed. I mean, so what are you going to do? Kill yourself? And that's it. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, and that's it. <laughs> that's all you need to know. Uh, I am really excited to uh, review this. Uh, really, it, this movie is very dear to my heart, so I'm very excited to review this movie with you guys. After, um, after I watched it, I felt like this was probably a personal choice for you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, so, uh, yeah. Now's the time for Dad and Chatter. Per- perfect segue. <laughs> yeah, perfect segue. <laughs> but first, <laughs> but first, uh, so uh, I have, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of movie news this week, but I did find out that Lindsay Lohan is getting back into the movie business. Oh, my heart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> I know. I, mean, I can't wait. We, we've all been waiting for the comeback for Lindsay Lohan. She is going to be starring in a uh a, a, a criminal, a, a criminal justice. Doesn't she have a face tattoo now? Does she? Oh no, that's Amanda Bynes. Never. No. Amanda Wait, Amanda Bynes, Bynes has a face tattoo? Yeah, it's like a, it's like an outline of a heart. <laughs> oh my god, she's going down the road of Gucci. Mane. I was confused because I recently I saw Amanda. Amanda Bynes was allegedly getting married to somebody, but she wow, not. But that's like I, like I confused. Well, fuck the movie news. What's the Amanda Bynes stars. going? Let's do on. Amanda Bynes news. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's the man with a face tattoo. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so Amanda Bynes is going to be <laughs> not starring with Mickey Rourke, but Lindsay Lohan is going to be uh, co-starring with Mickey Rourke Mickey and Rourke. Mick, Mickey York. Mickey Rourke. Mickey yeah. York. Mickey York. Uh, is this yeah, yeah. like a serious drama? Uh, yeah, it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a serious drama. Um, Wasn't she about in machete? Cr- machete? Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Machete. I think she was I like remember. she was like supposed to be like naked in machete, but then it was a body double. Oh, I I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but uh, so Lindsay Lohan is uh, re restarting her act actress career with Mickey Rourke yeah. in a criminal. So was Mickey Rourke then? <laughs> well, I don't know. After the wrestler, I was kind of like after Iron Man two. It's hard to yeah. After <laughs> Iron Man two and the wrestler, I was just hard like to argue oh with that. I was like, oh, Mickey Rourke is uh, relevant. The wrestler was legit, though. Yeah, it was. It mm. was. I love that movie. I, Me too. I love that movie. I, and th- that's why it was one of my streaming picks. I think like uh, four episodes, four or five episodes ago. The Wrestler? I, yeah, The Wrestler was one of my... I don't remember you saying that. It was It's. It was streaming on Hulu. But mm. anyways, uh, Lindsay <laughs> Lohan and Mickey Rourke are starring in a movie where... Lindsay Lohan is a director or no uh, d- detective, mm. yeah, not director, like a CSI. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a criminal justice movie. I don't know really much about it. All okay. I I'll, I only saw a headline. it's a movie though. Yeah, I only saw a headline where Lindsay Lohan was going to be like, oh, she's starring as the a definition detective. of a movie you would want to watch on a Sunday afternoon. I, I or at 6 a.m. in the morning. Well, I don't know about that. But 
as far as movie news I'm goes, like, that's cool. That's cool. I, Good for Lindsay. Yeah, I, good for I, Lindsay. Yeah, I, I thought it was a get back out there. I thought it was Red. a really interesting thing to read about. What an interesting Lindsay uh, Lohan. Who, what's your favorite era of Lohan? Uh, Freaky Friday, starring oh Jamie Lee Curtis. That was like the end of her. Uh, when uh, that's the beginning. <clears throat> that was when she was young. No, that was her peak, trap. really. Parent, that's, that's what I'm thinking of. I'm thinking yeah. of Parent Trap. Parent Trap was her beginning. Young Lohan. Freaky Friday was her peak. Because after Freaky Friday, I think after Mean Girls is after that. Mean Girls is oh, yeah, Mean, mean Girls, Girls was, was a mean Girl, Yeah, Mean Girls was after Freaky Friday. Tim like, Meadows is a vision. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> So yeah, that, I mean that's all I got. Really. Lindsay Lohan is start reigniting her acting career. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, with Mickey I Mickey. don't, I don't know who the director of of this movie is, but um, I hope her mother, Dina Lohan, is far away from her. And, well, <laughs> we all hope that. <laughs> but um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It, that's cool. It, it, it was just a really, I don't, I don't know. It was really. I'm rooting for L- Lohan. Yeah, I, maybe she'll have like a Nicolas Cage esque. That's what I was thinking. Oh my gosh, that'd be great. That was that actually. That's what I was thinking though, is because Lindsay Lohan, she's so iconic in the roles that she plays. I um, could have swore there was two of them. <laughs> <laughs> she fooled me and the parents. <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Got me there. <laughs> well, I'll be I'll be waiting on with bated breath for the um, Lindsay Lohan, Mickey Rourke, uh, detective, <laughs> detective flick coming out. Yeah, so. yeah. So that that that's all I got. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, not saying that it's going to be good, but you know, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what it'll be uh, interesting what it comes out. I don't know the director of it though, so it's like a, it'll it be could, a surprise. It could, it could be <laughs> terrible. David Lynch. James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> it's david lynch uh what about you guys you guys yeah uh, you you figure out any movie news and i don't have any uh, you got nothing i have zero news i have something oh wow um if you are listening to this podcast and you're a movie buff you may have already heard this but for those who are not on the social media sphere the harley quinn movie was originally called birds of prey and the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn Wait, what? That, really? That, that was, that what was the original was title. Yeah. The original title of the yeah. Harley Quinn movie. Because I, it, it, I knew they changed titles. That's, that's what I wanted to talk about. They changed okay. the title recently. So the original <laughs> title was called "Birds of Prey: Colon and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn." Very kind of a ambitious name, and didn't mm-hmm. get the sort of reception that Warner Brothers wanted it to have. It got $33 million on the opening weekend, which is, in my opinion, still pretty, pretty, still pretty impressive. But by the standards on of, the, of the budget, budget of the movie. Correct. Yeah. yeah, the budget of the movie is like $98 million or something Ooh. like that. So they're they're really hoping for something in the, you it's know, like third. Yeah, triple <laughs> triple digits of the yeah. millions. And um, which is, it's kind of fun. It's kind of crazy to say that $33 million is a bad debut. Yep. That's a, yeah, that's, that's an ambitious movie. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, I th- imagine imagine if Risk Cutters: A Love Story made thirty million, thirty three million. Well, then <laughs> or, it would be it they would look be like a, people. Well, made thirty three million. Yeah, the, they the, would. That would be a financial. I success. mean, we would have Blair Blair Witch. Yeah, with yeah. The budget that it had and then the money that it made. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So they changed the name, um, and let's see here. What is the new name? It was. I think it was Birds of Prey, Harley right? Quinn, Birds Harley of Prey. Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. 
Yeah. Um, Easier to digest, for sure. What? That's so... Sure. Like, after the movie has been yeah. released. It was, uh, it was uh, Edge of Tomorrow, Live, Die, Repeat. Oh, yeah, because... Uh, Edge was, to- wasn't the that just the slogan of the movie? It was, and then it became yeah. the official name of the movie. Yep. Live, Die, Repeat was the slogan of the movie Edge of Tomorrow, and then they changed the official name. Wasn't it... Isn't it named something in another country? In different countries, it's, I don't know. It I can't tell, can so like tell you that. Yeah, I, I Listeners, send us an email if you have something for us <laughs> on, the, uh, on the topic of Edge of Tomorrow slash Live Die Repeat. Um, yeah, I, I did hear of the name change for the Harley Quinn movie, and it's actually based. It's so the movie that Harley Quinn is in right now. It's based off of a comic book series in which she is. A this part- is the, the movie. Yes. So I understand where they were going for because the subject matter of the movie is based on a comic book series, much like Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. And they were trying to bank on that. Like, oh, uh, uh, Harley Quinn and uh, her gang of friends. Hmm, right. Uh, but unfortunately... I feel like it was probably a better movie than Suicide Squad. That was... I've heard, I've heard so so that's what I've heard. I've it's heard bad. I've heard that Birds of Prey <laughs> I've heard Birds of Prey was a, a a fine movie, but the problem is that DC has been very actually not even spotty, just downright terrible. They don't really know what releases. they're what, what they're doing. Joker yeah. has been their best release. But and that's not like even a comic book years. movie. Yeah, that's not even a comic book movie. Like that yes, was just is. a standalone. Well, <laughs> okay, uh, uh, quote unquote comic book movie because it's based on it. But in previous episodes, I've said that Joker is held back by its comic book roots. But that doesn't matter. I don't care. <laughs> it's still a DC movie. I mean, I can I agree with you that like it like it it could have been like maybe better if it was like called Arthur and it had no association to Joker and he was yes. just a street clown, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, because but it, but it is DC property exactly. And so with Birds of Prey, though, <laughs> uh, <laughs> for with, those not sitting in this room, Tyler is shaking with anger. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Why is he angry? Well, uh, I I'm angry because the production company that is trying to make these DC comic movies to happen, mm-hmm. they're not taking in consideration that the simplicity of the lore is what makes the Batman. Because in the end, this is all Batman universe. You yes. know, you have Harley Quinn, you have the Joker, it's all just you have it, It's all related to Batman. Yeah. Stop so, making it complicated like Marvel. Like Marvel is only able to do what they do is because they have this expanded universe. If you're gonna make Batman related material, just make it simple, like Joker. And and I have, although, it's I have something the on the Batman. Topic. Yeah, I have something on that topic. So, um, can I get into streaming picks? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so we're streaming picks. Streaming picks. Uh, listeners, if you have any music production skills and you think you can do better than what you and Tyler and I just created <laughs> for our streaming picks theme song, please send us uh, something that you have uh, in your back pocket. All right. So what do you got? What do you what got do you for? Uh, back, 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 back. I have a couple. I have a couple um, streaming picks. The first one is um, the Harley Quinn cartoon show. Oh, it's called Harley Quinn. 
and mm. it's it's available streaming on the DC Universe, which most people probably don't have. But if you wait, that's a streaming yes, service. It's a streaming DC place. Universe. DC Universe. Wow, I didn't so, even, I've never even heard of that. My roommate, never Ju- heard of my it. roommate Justice is a DC fanboy. He does not listen. He does not subscribe to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The MCU is dead to him. <laughs> um, he does subscribe, however, to the DC Universe. Okay, right? and it is a streaming service um, available to anyone with a cell phone. <laughs> don't make don't make a streaming service or anything. It's it's great though. Is it like an old show? No, it's new. Oh, it's yeah, a, it was released it, this year. It's, it's new, yeah. The, but you, if you subscribe to the DC Universe streaming ser- um, streaming service, you can you have access to everything. Mm-hmm. Old school co- cartoons, old school comic book uh, kind of series adaptations. Uh-huh. So like Hanna Barbera like cartoons too, uh, or yeah, in that era, yeah, you could get. I mean, it's everything. It's everything. Swamp Thing, the uh, live action series Ooh, that just came Thing. out and it was canceled. Oh, oh after yeah, that one was season. canceled immediately. I, <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly that one. <laughs> so the Harley Quinn TV series though is a cartoon in the vein of the classic Batman ca- cartoon series. Yeah, it is. Very well done. And yep. l- let me just point this out. This is Batman the Animated Series. Batman the Animated Series, yes. correct. It's in that vein. Yep. So I'm going to read you off the cast of voice actors. Okay. Uh, Kaylee Cuoco of The Big Bang Theory plays Harley uh, Quinn. Oh. Lake Bell plays Poison Ivy. Alan Tudyk plays Clayface, the Joker, Calendar Man, Hot Southern Bartender, Joker, <laughs> etc. Ron Funches plays King Shark. Tony Hale from, um, he plays Buster from Arrested oh, Development. Yeah. Plays mm-hmm. um, Doctor Psycho and a few other characters, and Jason Alexander plays their landlord, oh, Cyborgman. Wow! So there is um, star-studded cast, great right cast. It, the writing is great. It's a hard R cartoon series. Oh, really? Yes. Well, that's good. Okay. A lot of swearing. A lot of um. Well, that's lot cool. Of, yeah, it's very good. It's very funny. This um, is only streaming on DC Universe. Only streaming so how, on the DC app? Universe. Yes. Oh okay. So Justice Justice has it on his phone. He he casts his he got an Android. He casts his phone to the TV and we watch Fucking it. Bleeb. <laughs> we watch it. <laughs> Sorry Justice. We watch it once a week. <laughs> <laughs> we watch it once a week on the on the main TV in the in the living room and it is so good. It is so funny. It's a, like I said, it's a hard R. It's violent. It's violent. There's people being. What about the animation though? Like is, animation's is, is, classic is good... uh, Batman the Animated Series style. Oh, good. Commissioner good. Gordon is played by, um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, Christopher Maloney. He's the guy from uh, Law and Order SVU. Oh, yeah. right, yep. right, right. Yeah. yeah, he's kind of a comedic actress also. And Diedrich Bader, the the tall, um, dark-haired guy from uh, the Drew Carey Show. Oh, yeah. Oh, he plays okay. Batman's voice. Mm. Great great version of batman is his voice wow. and um it is hilarious gordon plays an unhinged like um man on the edge who is um his 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 uh, marriage is on the rocks and he's constantly uh, f- uh, signaling the back signal mm-hmm. to try to get batman to come out and talk to him <laughs> about how his marriage is failing <laughs> it's so good it's so good so anyway so that's 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 streaming um there's going to be a very small section of our audience which is going to um, right. subscribe subscribe to the DC universe. Cool. So for the rest of us, um, on Amazon Prime right now from 1990, Abel Ferrara's King of New York is streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh-huh. This is starring um, Christopher Walken, David Caruso, Lawrence Fishburne. David Caruso. David Caruso from... Yes, I'm Miami. Miami. That's right. <laughs> uh, Lawrence Fishburne, known as Larry Fishburne at the time. Victor Argo, Wesley Snipes, Janet Julian. Um, 
just Giancarlo Esposito, mm-hmm. which is Gus Fring from uh, yeah, oh yeah, from yep, yep. Uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, Breaking Bad. Yeah, Steve Buscemi's in it for a little cameo, and it's just kind of a really gritty uh, New York drama set in 1990. And mm-hmm. um, Abel Ferrara is a name you might recognize if you listen to us from the Bad Lieutenant Protocol New Orleans episode. <laughs> Abel Ferrara directed the original Bad Lieutenant from 1992. Yeah. And nineteen ninety six, something around there. And um Werner Herzog's version, he did not recognize Abel Ferrara whatsoever. He famously said, Abel Ferrara, I don't know who she is. I've yeah, never yeah. seen this movie before. Yeah. <laughs> so um but Abel Ferrara is a kind of a well known um act, uh, director of the time. And I've never seen any of his movies before. I popped it on on Amazon Prime. Within ten minutes I was grinning ear to ear. I loved it. It was fantastic. It's a very like real world version of the way like gang wars and and turf drama kind of mm-hmm. goes in the nineties in New York City, and it's pretty gritty and it's rough and it's brutal and there's kind of some... reminding me of uh, what what you're describing is that Jake Gyllenhaal cop movie. What was End it of called? Watch? End of Watch. Oh, yes, yeah. nothing like that. Nothing oh. like that. I know. I, I can. I see where you're going with that, but it's it's more of like that's a, a very gritty. It's a more of like American gangster Scarface oh, style. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it looks like a comedy. I was. It's not. Okay. It is not. <laughs> I just uh, see Christopher Walken dancing. That that is a great scene, by the way. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, like I just I'm, uh, there's this. I, I just see it. That I've just seen that clip many times. Go go into it blind. I never. Heard, I know. Don't know anything about this movie besides it was Abel Ferrara and um, Christopher Walken. And uh, it was on Amazon Prime. I thought, what the hell? Minute and forty-two or hour and forty-two minutes can't go wrong. And uh, I don't regret it whatsoever. So check that out, King of New York, nineteen ninety, streaming on Amazon Prime. Nice, cool. Oh, uh, uh, you got a streaming pick? Joseph? Yes, I do. I have one streaming pick, and okay. it's on Netflix. Oh, it is a documentary. We seem to stream pick a lot of documentaries. Mm. Some uh, good ones out there. Yeah, there is. Yeah, there is. And I just watched this one uh, last week. It is called The Game Changers. It is, the synopsis is, a UFC fighter's world is turned upside down when he discovers an elite group of world-renowned athletes and scientists who proved that everything he had been taught about protein was a lie. What? Pro- about protein? Protein? So that's a very, that's, that synopsis is kind of vague. Very Pretty vague. It's that's basically pr- pretty a documentary He's like, about... Drinking cum. Uh, yeah, drinking cum. <laughs> drinking your own cum will make you strong. Well, it's high in protein. <laughs> so basically, it's it's this this UFC fighter, former UFC fighter, who now trains uh, uh, the military in self defense. Um, oh, okay. So he he injured himself, and um, basically, while he was injured for like six months, he like tore like ligaments in both his knees. Mm-hmm. Um, he just did a shit ton of research on nutrition and health and how to recover faster. Okay, and basically, yeah. um, it was a plant-based diet that he uh, found was like these scientists were saying that recovery was faster on a plant-based diet. And then he discovered all these Olympic level athletes who are plant-based is this is this guy like a vegan activist sort of thing? No, he was no, he was this sounds very familiar to like a, a power lifter who does a vegetarian vegan sort of cuisine and uh like do you know ad- his name? No, nah, I couldn't tell you. So the, there are power lifters in this. There's like the one of the strongest guys, uh Patrick Baboumian, 
um, who's like that a, sounds like a fake name. He's like a vegan power <laughs> lifter. Boobumian? Boobumian. Boobimian. 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 Um, I don't know where he's from. He's like he's he's not from America. Um, Shocking. But um, <laughs> so basically, it's him going around to these scientists and athletes, talking about uh, basically the the whole like protein only comes from meat you can get the best protein from meat um and that basically makes you a stronger athlete Mm -hmm. and then what he was discovering is that all these football players weightlifters uh cross-country runners there's a there's many different storylines at the movie there's one storyline where it's this ultra marathoner who pretty much ran the appalachian trail and he broke the record oh okay in by three hours I was wow. that's a, that's a and, and he was plant based. Ultra and, marathoners are no joke. Yeah, he, and, he ran the entirety. I think, of the I think in an earlier episode we were talking about uh, the Barkley uh, marathons. The that was one marathon. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but um, he was basically just he is mm. uh, pretty much addicted to marathons. What's the what's the name of the doc again? It's called the Game Changers. The Game and Changers. it's pretty much it's basically health and nutrition focused. Hmm. And there is also an like a small part of like environmental part of it. Uh, basically, like eighty three percent of the world's okay, farmland are <laughs> is is cro- is is farmland for livestock. Okay, eighty three percent. Yeah, that don't make no sense. Yes, the whole world's like sixty percent water. Well, eighty three percent of the of the hundred percent of the land. <laughs> okay, and um, all right. So there's a small there's a there's there's many <laughs> and Tyler found that hilarious. <laughs> Tyler's dying. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's pretty interesting if you're into health and nutrition. Um, and they do the there's this there's this one there's this like little isolated experiment that this one doctor does who is a I think he's like a urologist or something. So he takes these three a urologists. <laughs> he takes no listen he takes these three collegiate athletes and. He's basically measuring erections. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> this is this is not that kind of show. No, l- listen, listen to me. We could talk about this was ho- a horse cum. <laughs> yeah, girls fucking horses, horses fucking girls, and drinking nah, our no, own bo- cum. no boners though. We draw the line at human boners. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, so this was like Continue. okay, okay. So he's measuring human erections. So like the blood pressure. All right. Okay. So okay. basically, so right. basically, I'm, I'm he, into he, it. he gives interested. them he gives them a diet of they use burritos for a lot of these experiments. Burritos, <laughs> like they use like like Ooh, like you volunteer for these experiments. <laughs> I want a burrito, like plant based burritos, and then I want and a then, burrito, and then, and then meat burritos, basically. Okay. And then he gave them he there was like this little model of a penis, and basically a little bands that go around the penis that measure the blood pressure when it's erect. All right. And he gave it to them to I think it was like a couple days. And basically, you put it on while you're sleeping because okay. that's when most men experience erections. When you're asleep, and basically, <laughs> yes, basically. What is this? And they, <laughs> this is a very interesting topic we're talking about. I'm excited. This is a game so changer. It's, it's it's a very this isolated like, experiment, and they it even truly pre- was a game changer. <laughs> At the end of the experiment, <laughs> the scientist is like, "This isn't like he 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 says that this isn't. This is just a very isolated experiment. There's no." This isn't like scientifically sure. like credited a small, or anything. Small, uh, you know, sample group. Um, and basically, they have like they even have like they put they set up cameras in the guys' bedrooms. I'm like, 
basically time lapse of them sleeping <laughs> and they have <laughs> they're setting up cameras in the <laughs> Yes. It's a very hilarious part of the movie. Game changers. It changed the game. And so basically what the experiment found is that um, they compare they had like charts of of different kinds of erections they experienced based on the diets. And the and how, how big of a role is the boners in this in this so documentary? Ba- so basically it's not a big role. It's only this one like, like ten three, minute section. Ten minute section of this ninety minute documentary. Exactly. It is ninety minutes. It is ninety minutes. And basically, it's what they the found, most important part. Basically, what they found was that the plant based uh, <laughs> diet they they had stronger and more frequent erections and longer lasting. All right, that's it. I'm going vegan. <laughs> <laughs> oh they even had like 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 circle shapes and. <laughs> <laughs> Just so everyone knows, we had. Um, tof- fried tofu today for dinner. Fried chicken and fried tofu. We're gonna take a cross to sample the of the people. Boner right now. <laughs> We're gonna take a cross sample, yeah. cross section of the people here, to figure out whose boner is bigger. Game changer. Yeah. Game so yeah, changer. game the right, game changers cool. on Netflix. If you're into health and nutrition and is this a- athletics, uh, it's uh, very interesting. And it's it- pr- it's produced by uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, oh. and, and James Cameron. Ooh. Cool. Wait, yeah. James Cameron was Yeah, James Cameron, he produced it, yeah. Jackie wow. Chan. And there, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger does do, uh, he has an interview in it. Jackie Chan does not. Um, I'm not surprised. James Wilkes is the... James Wilkes Booth? <laughs> yeah, that's a John Wilkes Booth. <laughs> James Wilkes, uh, who is the UFC fighter, he's sort of like the, kind of the narrator host of the documentary. He's the uh-huh. one who got injured and is kind of... Going through the whole, he's like he's pretty much in it through the whole movie. Okay, so yeah, right. so the game changers on Netflix. Well, that Exciting. sounds that's cool. That sounds very titillating. <laughs> it's very entertaining. Um, what do you got, Tyler? So uh, my streaming pick is, I guess it's not that exciting uh, when mm-hmm. I. Uh, it's no game changer. There's no so erection it's, based it's, uh, experiments. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. Um, uh, I mean, there's no Lawrence Fishburne in it. No, not, yeah, not at Christopher all. Walken uh, dancing. So my streaming pick is uh, Ghost in the Shell. Uh, it, the live action? Uh, Scarlett no. Johansson? Nope, nope, not the live action. Is that streaming? It, yes, it is on Amazon Prime. The the Scarlett Johansson one? No. Well, I, I don't know. I, That's the Wachowski sisters, isn't it? I, I, yeah. I, well, is it the Wachowski? I think it's I one know. of the Let's Wachowski see. sisters who directed it. Is I, it Larry? He, <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Tyler. Uh, uh, no, it, it's the original animation of Ghost in the Shell made in 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, for all of our listeners. It's a classic, classic Japanese anime. It says they're here is streaming um, on Hoopla, Voodoo, and Tubi. Hoopla. It's also streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh shit! Uh, director Mamoru. Uh, Mamoru Oshi and Mamoru Mamoru Oshi Mamoru Oshi uh he has directed uh didn't he die uh I don't I I'm not sure really I'm not sure okay. uh but uh if uh you guys are already listening to this uh you might know what Ghost in the Shell is about it's about a uh futuristic a police force in which they have cybernetic people who enforce the law much like a much like a 
Judge Dredd and RoboCop. I've seen the Scarlett Johansson version of this, and I have no idea what it's about. So, <laughs> well, I, you might like the anime. So it, it's it's a very uh, so this movie is the reason why it's really good. It's it's based on the uh, scenes of the animation. Uh, it's very scenic, and it's. There's not much dialogue in this movie. It's more about the the talent of the animators, and so so this is a visual a visual choice. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a visual mm. definitely a visual choice. Um, it's basically about a cyborg cop who is discovering that she is a cyborg cop because in the beginning she doesn't realize she's a cyborg cop, and eventually she's like, oh my God, I'm a robot. Am I even really human? You know, so kind of sort of that deal. This is like Detroit become human. Blade yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's along those lines, Rachel. but it's done very well though. Because, Sean! uh, the, <laughs> Sean, <laughs> John, <laughs> uh, yeah. Heavy rain reference. Love it. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, Ghost in the Shell, uh, 1995 anime streaming on Amazon Prime. There's not really cool. much. There's not really much to say about it other than that. If you're into a, actually, you know, I should say, if you're into Blade Runner, yeah, the final cut, Blade Runner, the final cut, <laughs> not the original though, not the original, not the if you're into the original. Cut. Get the shit out of here. Uh, not the theatrical version. Nope. Final cut Blade Runner. If you're into that. You'll love this movie. If you're um, into Philip K. Dick, dude, enjoys Dream of Electric Sheep. <laughs> if you're into Blade Runner 2049, don't watch this. Well, I don't know. I mean, there's no Ryan Gosling in this. Uh, you no. Know, and Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ryan Gosling. In 1990, yeah. When was it, 95? Uh, yeah, it was made in, in 95. That was when he was doing Remember was, the Titans. He was a child actor. Uh, so. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. It's it's just a classic animated movie that I I just happened to. Stream. Did you watch it recently? Uh, I watched it a few weeks ago. Oh, okay. Uh, not not this week, obviously, but uh, but on the topic of um Maromu Oshii, um, he made comments on Death Stranding just recently. Actually, oh, so he's not dead. He's not dead. <laughs> no, Ghost in the <laughs> Shell God. director very alive. Ghost of the Shell director Maramu Oshii comments on Hideo Kojima's newest game, Death Stranding. Uh, for listeners out there that are not video game savvy. Video game world. Yeah, Death Stranding is a movie which is very unique in the sense that it it takes... It's a game. It's a, it's a video game, and it takes actual actors and directors from the cinematic world yep. and uses them as characters in their game. So um, Norman Love Reedus that. of Walking Fame and Boondock Saints... Uh, Walking Dead and Boondock Saints fame. Um, he's the he's the main character. He's right. yep. he's the courier which carries this. Yes, whatever whatever you're carrying around is the point of the game is to take what different. He, what do you have to say about Death Stranding? Uh, he says that um, in the interview he sucks. Sh- he, sh- <laughs> <laughs> he shares his feelings on the game's accomplishment accomplishments. The risks Kojima took in making this type of game and what level of work involved must be uh, taxing on his mental health. And he also says that movies cannot hold a, uh, cannot compete with a video game of this nature. That's true. 
It's very, it's very interesting because you, it's, it's, it's as, as immersive as a video game. Yeah. But you get to choose what you do throughout the movie. Yeah. I mean, so, so Ghost in the Shell, uh, it's, it's just one of those. If you're, if you're into, uh, movies, anything like that, it's a very, (laughs) it's a, it's a very high recommendation to watch. If you like Paul Blart Mall Cop too, you'll love this. You will. So I mean, <laughs> so that's what I got for my stream pick. Right, so uh, cool. let's. Uh, Wait, where is it streaming? Uh, Amazon Prime. All right. As far as I know, uh, I think Hulu might be streaming it too because they have a lot of rights to the Funimation animation mm-hmm. uh, shows. Whatever. Gravy, uh, gravy. Yeah. So uh, let's get into Risk Cutters: A Love Story. Ah, uh, yes. It's it truly was a love story. <laughs> according according to Tyler's own admission when he put it on the wheel, this is an endearing com uh, endearing movie. It's uh, an endearing movie about people who kill themselves. You know, at first I was like, "How?" Yeah, <laughs> and then I watched it and I was like, "Oh, okay, I guess that kind of yeah, makes yeah, sense. yeah, yeah." Yeah. So, um, uh, initial thoughts. Uh, what did you guys think about this movie? Uh, it was okay. <laughs> okay. I'm not interested in your thoughts. <laughs> I enjoyed it. All right, I'm I, gonna I thought end of this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, hold on. <laughs> well, thanks for yeah. uh, middle class phone class at gmail.com. It was just okay. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, there was some. It was kind of like. Um, have you guys ever seen um, the Darwin Awards? Uh, I've no. I've seen the website of it, but so I've the, never Dar- seen the concept the of the Darwin movie. concept of the Darwin Awards is it's um, a theater- theoretical award given to people that kill themselves in stupid ways. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, th- I thought it was a movie. Int- yeah. There's, there's a movie made of it oh, too, yeah. and um, it, throughout the movie, it has the premise of the movie is just that it follows a few people and they're talking about the Darwin Awards. So every time they talk about a new person that killed themselves in a stupid way, uh-huh. it flashes back to the, how this person killed themselves. A la a thousand ways to die on spike TV. Uh, okay. So the first, like mm, first act of the movie, that's what I thought we were going to be getting throughout the whole thing. It was like, just oh yeah, it's people how they look at that guy. He probably shot himself in the head. Oh, now we're gonna see this guy shot yeah, himself in the that head. That was a small part of the movie. Yeah, for the first bit, and then um, and it got into some deeper topics, and um, I enjoyed it. I thought it, I had I had a good time. I was I didn't regret watching it. No, um, but um, you could tell it was kind of an indie sort of comedy drama movie. It's a dark comedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was like it. I mean. It reminded me of Corpse Bride a lot, just because the the whole underworld kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it Corpse kind of, Bride, kind yes. of Beetlejuice. Yeah, what Beetlejuice? <laughs> timber, <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me of Napoleon Dynamite because it's 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 the afterlife <laughs> of these people who kill themselves. I mean, Corpse Bride is not people who killed themselves, but yeah, I, I suppose so. But, but it's 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 a love story. And I've seen this the story of wrist cutters, like the whole story of like, oh, he's he's trying to find uh, Desiree. Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. That's, and then he that's and his then first but, love. And then whatever. he finds and then and then he finds love in somebody else. Yeah. And Spoilers. in the end, so it's like I've I mean that's that concept is not uh is not really original to this to this movie. It's not a new story. 
No. True. Because I've seen that, and th- this was just a different way of telling it. But this it was, was much... made before Corpse Bride. So. Okay, I know. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it though? It was a much darker ver- version of this type of story. But I mean, you guys, did you guys enjoy it though? Yeah, I did. Yes. Okay. Cool. Uh, my <laughs> so when I first watched this movie, my initial thoughts were, it's it's very relevant to a person who is going through a breakup, mm-hmm. essentially. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's a good breakup movie. Yeah, it's 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 a very good yeah. coming of age breakup movie. It's yeah, it's just kind of a, cla- a retelling of kind of that age old breakup movie story except it's done to ex- to an extreme yeah it's, it's you not ha- something you, you would see in a mainstream you have someone you, you have someone killing themselves exactly. over that's it's just done really differently yeah I, I liked how at the very beginning when you right before he kills himself you he tid- right tidies he, up his room he luke yeah. wilson's himself yeah he yeah exactly <laughs> he rolled ten of bombs himself um he, he uh he cl- he cleans up his whole apartment and then he puts on a button-up shirt he gets dressed and then and then he he cuts his wrists in the sink and then as he's laying there on the edge of death he looks in the corner and sees a bundle of hair on the ground which is an all too familiar sight in my house yeah (laughs) i I, there's there's a lot of subtleties with this movie that i really enjoy um mostly regarding to like suicide uh i don't know like hints or whatever, uh, mm-hmm. because so we have uh, Patrick Fugit, Fugit. Fugit uh, who plays the character Zia. He tidies up his room and kills himself. That's a classic suicide trope. In they clean up and yeah, they they so uh, if you ever read about people who commit suicide, they like are supposed to be. I don't know, like they like I've, I've they, read they the, clean up and like they like they try to make the best of like their like living space and then I've they read kill that, themselves. I've read that if you have a close friend who gives you something physical property that they normally wouldn't, they're the like you know, like if I were to, be, to go to Joseph right now and be like, "Hey man, you want my sixty one Cadillac?" <laughs> and you're like, "Wow." No, no, not really. <laughs> I have nowhere to put it downtown, but um, thank you. You know, that would be yeah. kind of a warning sign, red flag. Yeah. That maybe I'm depressed and don't know how to show it because I'm getting ready, getting rid of all my earthly possessions. Mm-hmm. I never heard the whole cleaning up your yeah, living space thing, but it makes yeah, sense. So like, like a trope against suicidal people is clear is your that browser they, history. Yeah, they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, they clean they clean everything up, you know, they, so it's less of a burden to the people who are taking care of you when you kill yourself. It's just like, Oh, it's a clean room. You can, you know, yeah. you can walk it. So it, it's, it's like a, I don't know. How, how, how would you say it? Like a, like a preventative measure almost. Yeah. And just like a dignity sort of thing too. Um, you want to die in this filth? Yeah, <laughs> you don't want you don't want someone finding you dead. Yeah, you don't want, in you a want your messy family room. to you don't want your family to see this filth you've been living into. So you find the character Zia. He cleans up his room. He kills himself, and then he goes and so well, then, it goes through like a burial process and all that. Yeah. So you find him. He's like, oh, I found a job at. at I have to say, right, Kamikaze. off. 
I have to say right off the bat, though, like his whole like monologue that he does in the beginning of the movie is really effective. He's like saying like, oh, yeah, I'd like to think that my ex-girlfriend cried at my funeral and this guy pity fucks her. And oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. He has this whole like uh, scenario out in his head. It's so it's she so, shows pictures of me. Yeah, it's so like painfully realistic to someone who is very attention seeking yeah it, it's it's really that uh, was kind of infuriating to me why is I mean, that i, I why is I that don't, i don't know the idea the idea of someone killing themselves and then their justification for it is that oh well at least she's crying about me or whatever it's yeah. like Fuck, how but he said he didn't mean to brag about it i don't though. give a shit that's that's <laughs> That's annoying. I mean, I don't want to belittle anyone who's struggling with mental health or having issues with whatever that you're struggling with in your life. But if that's your reasoning for wanting to kill yourself, fuck off. Yeah, that's that's, but, that's, that's really that's really that, frustrating. That, but that plays into the character. Of I Zia, wish everyone though. was sad for me. That that plays <laughs> into the character though. Is that he's always trying to. He wasn't. He was a little unlikable find, throughout the movie. A little bit, yeah. You're like he looks so Michael. You know who I related with the most? Hmm. The dog. No, <laughs> no. His, his so he gets he gets put into this purgatory place. Yeah. Yes. And he says, uh, he says, I I I couldn't think of a worse um, punishment. Everything here is exactly the same, but worse. It's sh- it's a shittier version of reality. Yeah. Yes. And he gets you, like you still have to have a job in purgatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still have to try to make money. You still got to buy your food. You and still stuff. have to follow like health regulations because if you notice, like when he's washing his hands in the beginning, where yeah, he's at yeah, yeah. Kamikaze Pizza, which he has to watch <laughs> Kamikaze. Get yeah. it? Because it's suicide. <laughs> I didn't get that. And um, good one. The, and so you see in. The top of the mirror, the disjointed mirror, uh, you see it's like due to health regulations, every employee is required to wash their hands. It's like before hey, returning the? to work. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? You're in purgatory. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Well, he's he's there. <laughs> that's the punishment, though. Yeah. yeah. He's there and he's paired up with a random ass person. Yeah. Like a jail. A, yeah. He's paired with a random ass person in an apartment complex. And that big, the big dude, the big bald dude with like the underbite. Mm. Oh yeah. That was, you know who um, that actor was? It was, he looks familiar. He was the henchman from George of the jungle. Oh was yeah. He, he was. He was. Wow. Yes. Yes. He was. And I, I can't... in the flesh. Damn it. Tyler. What is, <laughs> what is your obsession comes, with this it, character? It all comes <laughs> back to the jungle. That character is who I related with the most. Because all my cottage, yeah. Because he's like, he's like, hey, (laughs) you ate the last of my cottage cheese, yeah. And Zia's like, we'll just get you some later, man. Like, I want some now. Yeah, I want my cottage cheese now. Don't eat your cottage cheese. Like, you know, we piss sitting down. (laughs) I didn't. I know you didn't piss sitting down. I did not relate with that fact, but I do relate. (laughs) I do relate with shitty roommates. I've I've had a number of roommates in my life that I've gotten (laughs) off of Craigslist. And it is, uh, it is a crapshoot, say the least. So yeah, I mean, like the main character, he may not be relatable, but he's somewhat relatable in other ways. Like, he looks like a guy from the year this movie was made. Yeah, yes, two thousand six. <laughs> he looks like a dude from Can't Hardly Wait. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you're introduced to Zia, who kills himself over this girlfriend that he rejects him. Goes to Purgatory. Oh, and the girl and is, he, uh, the girl's, um, the um, one night stand of uh, Tony Stark in Iron Man 1. Oh, oh yeah. The reporter. Yeah. So, um, so you, you start off with Zia. He's in this purgatory. He's working at Kamikaze Pizza. And mm-hmm. uh, eventually he goes to a bar and yeah. it. He made, I, he I meets think, Shea Wiggum. And I, you know what I think is funny is like when they're in this bar, they're playing uh, Level Terrace Apart by uh, Joy Division. I wrote that which... in my notes that this, the soundtrack was great. It's Tom Waits at the beginning when he's getting ready to kill himself. Yes. And then mm-hmm. it's Joy Division, Level Terrace Apart. Yeah. In the, in the uh, people bar. who've killed themselves in the soundtrack, which I thought was a nice touch. Um, <laughs> Tom oh, Waits did... is still alive. Is he really though? <laughs> yes, he is. I mean, yeah. technically, he's alive. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> he's technically alive. <laughs> Te- technically, he is. Yeah, and technically, um, technically, and actually, um, <laughs> both. So, so we we get to the bar scene, and you have That's these weird. two uh, bar debutantes who are like how how did you kill yourself you know actually what i really appreciate about this movie right off the bat though is right comment 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 you know legally (laughs) legally, all all we have to do is talk about this song and it's legal to use yeah so um ian curtis he definitely killed himself uh, (laughs) after writing this song and this is a inter- very interesting song. Uh, I listen and uh, I love this song, and I listen to it like pretty much every day. Really? Oh, do yeah. you really? I, yeah, yeah. I do. Is Joy Division on your like on repeat? Well, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it, it is. But uh, I don't. I don't know much about Joy Division, but I know this song. I know I like this song. It's a very. It's a very effective song to go into. It's like yeah. the, the People versus Larry Flint. I don't know what porn is, but I'll know it when I see it. <laughs> I know. I don't know what. I don't know much about the song, but I know I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so we're at the bar, and the bar flies are asking uh, Zia how he killed himself. Like they're like guessing. Oh, he yeah. like he Just like shows. brings up his wrist, and he's like, "Oh, I cut myself." And she's like, "Oh, three points for me." <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. Like, that what's he, the, what's this game? Like, I thought what, it was funny. He, yeah, he goes. Uh, he goes. Well, that's a really rude thing to ask people. And like. What the hell else are you gonna ask in purgatory? Yeah, everybody who's in this place has killed themselves. Isn't that the first even thing? Even the you... dog. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote that in my notes. Like the dog killed themselves. <laughs> he overdosed on begging strips. He jumped off a he cliff. Ate too much chocolate on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of overdosing on chocolate, uh, one of the characters, Mikkel, the uh, the female protagonist from A Knight's Tale, she says she's <laughs> a Knight's Tale did not oh, belong. She did not belong there. Yeah, she it was an accident. OD'd. She, she yeah. OD'd accidental suicide. It was an accidental. So OD. that's the question: Is that accidental or is that a suicide? Well, I think that. Well, anyway, listeners, do you think Mikhail deserved to be there or not? Well, that we'll get into that. I accidentally a little bit. died. We'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later because right. I do have thoughts about that. Okay. So we start off with Zia. He is, you know, he's working at a pizza place. Like it's kind of he's at in, the bar. He's at the bar. He's he, at the he bar. Meets, meets the girls and, and I, I, you know, what's funny is the bartender who was um, 
was actually he starred in the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh yeah, he did. And yeah. which one? Which, which I, I recognized uh, him. He was he was uh, one of the mutant guys. I can't remember oh. who he was. He was just like he, he's very iconic in like his scenes. He's a horror, horror classic horror. Actor. Yeah, uh. and he's just like you look like you need a drink. <laughs> and it's just like a yeah, drink I'm in this dead. world. <laughs> of course I do. Um. So after that, he meets uh, the Russian guy Shea Wiggum. Eugene uh, Shea Wiggum. Uh, Eugene, who is also from the pad, the bad lieutenant port of Call New Orleans, is Whoa. he really? Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. You don't know who my father is. He's a single develop, uh, single larger developer in all of Louisiana. Kind of sounds like this. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Except a little bit more uh, gruff and yeah. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, he he, for some reason, he creeps out these girls, which I think I think he's like, and I don't know. I t- I think well, he's, he does have like a very sleazy kind of. Facial hair. Yeah, he's. I guess, he's a but I mean, ball. like for me though, like he seems pretty handsome. I don't, I don't know. Like he well, doesn't seem that offensive. <laughs> to which the reaction of the girl the problem. Like the girl, <laughs> like the girl's reaction to him was a little bit extreme to how he looked. I was just kind of like, okay, you're in purgatory. Is this like, your? Is this your on. problem with this movie? No, <laughs> I don't have a problem with this movie at all. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. Um, so continue. He, so so he meets Eugene and he uh goes to back to the apartment after like you know shooting the shit with him like it's like oh how did you offer yourself and actually one of the things that I really loved about this movie was that they were showing instances of how each person killed themselves like you had you had you I was showed- kind of expe- I was kind of expecting that throughout the entire movie but well I I thought I thought I mean, they could have not done that, and if they had not have showed how the people killed mm-hmm. themselves in this movie, I think this movie would have been a lot worse because it's just like what, where, where's that the, was kind of a that was kind of a fun part. I where's the that. yeah? So I I thought it was fun seeing like how the girl killed herself. It was like through the oven and the gas. Eugene killed himself by pouring beer on himself while he had the guitar strapped to him. Least least realistic part of the entire movie for me the guitar yeah. the guitar electrocution yeah i was I, like confused i was like why how would that how did that how yeah, that how that yeah. That so i i agree but you know you kind of have to like you know kind of relinquish yourself from the reality of what you're living in and you just kind of have to go into this movie just like oh this is how it happened hmm. and so you have Eugene showing how he killed himself. You have the girls showing how I liked he- I like Eugene's family. You you cut cut forward to oh, yeah. ten minutes into the movie yeah, and yeah. he he's Russian. Eugene's Russian. Jay Wiggum playing a Russian. And I thought that was really extreme. Questionable accent. Mm-hmm. Sometimes was- sometimes I enjoyed it. Sometimes I thought yeah. it was ridiculous. But his mom killed himself because she missed her mother country and then her- yeah. Dad, then his killed, dad, dad killed dad killed himself because, because the mom he couldn't live himself. without the mom. Oh, and the kid killed himself because he was gay. Because yeah, because he well, because the, he was gay. I like the scene when he was when he's younger. Oh my god, that was and he's great. trying. To, he's like in a soccer uniform. He he's says, like, he, "I would have been here sooner if it wasn't for Eugene." Yeah, I was ten years old, which yeah. is a very convenient <laughs> flashback when he and he was just like, "Kill, he just smacked you." Yeah, he he says, uh, "He's oh." I lost the game. Yeah, and, he's complaining about the soccer game. Yeah, and he's, he's like, he's in his, he's in his, down from, get down from there. He's in his here. soccer gear and he's, so as his cleats on, child fashion. He's hanging himself with a 
jump, jump rope. rope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> jump rope. There's a, a sweet, touching moment you think is going to be like this beautiful thing, and yeah. the music swells, and he looks at him, and he's he says, you know, he says, oh, "I'm going to do it right now if you don't tell me that everything's going to be okay and tell me the meaning of life." <laughs> and Shea Wickham looks at him and tells him to get down. You think something's going to happen? He doesn't even say that. He just looks at him and slaps him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Well, he does it. He takes the rope off. Oh yeah. Neck, and take, then he gets take, down. Takes gets the down. rope off, gets down, and gets, slaps him gets in the face, slapped. and then just walks back to his yep. room. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you see I'm jamming? <laughs> yeah. Um. So we get to the character introduction of Zia and Eugene. And we've in, we've been to introduce. We already Zia know who Zia is. And Eugene. So after <laughs> so after that so after that bar scene and the family scene where they're all drinking vodka together, uh Zia realizes he's like Well, they run into Jake Busey. He he runs mm-hmm. into Jake Busey, Zia runs into Jake Busey in the uh mini mart and he, he drops the yeah. bomb that um Desiree killed herself. Desiree is in town. And so that's where the yeah. That's where the like a month the, after this that's, is the that's catalyst. The catalyst, the for, catalyst the plot. for the yeah. Now it turns into a road trip movie. Yeah, road yeah. trip movie. Now it's like I forget that they're more in purgatory. Yeah. Now they're just running across the the land in a 1987 Toyota Camry wagon, which <laughs> I did look up. <laughs> Wait, really? That's a, it's a 1987 yeah. Camry. Yes, it is. It's a 1987 Toyota Camry wagon. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Classic. Um, and so they so. And he, uh, he still owes Zia, Jake Busey two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Life. He's like, I'm still looking for that two hundred dollars. He, what well, he, how did he, he shot himself? Uh, he had like a scar across his whole head. Yeah, oh, yeah. They doesn't. They don't really. They didn't say. They it. didn't really go into it. it I want to know why. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, I I met a guy one time who had a scar across his head. His yeah. Name, his name was Johnny. He was a painter from Colorado. Mm. I met him at paint certification school in Anaheim Hills, California for mm-hmm. Standock's uh, refinishing school. And he said that he was shit-faced leaving his clubhouse of his motorcycle club and woke. he was driving, and next thing he knew, he woke up, and he was in the hospital six months later after. Oh. The, six months six later? Six months later. In after, a coma? I was in a coma, yeah. He crashed his bike, cracked his skull open, just basically obliterated his whole head, woke up in the hospital, and um, his girlfriend at the time when he passed out was by his bedside when he sometime after he woke up and was sleeping with his best friend oh and he said his name was johnny and he was like six foot this is a movie right four. i know for real <laughs> this, this i have pictures of him i have legit and uh he's he's like uh, i don't trust girls anymore brother after that whole situation i turned know. gay after this <laughs> <laughs> but he had a scar from like his upper lip across his right eye over his top of his skull Ooh. he had a shaved head with a big blonde beard before beards were cool blonde beard yeah, oh it was, a, okay. it was cr- crazy and wow yeah i spent the i spent the week with him at paint certification school he called me his little brother <laughs> best week of my life <laughs> so uh his name he, was jake Busey. I mean, so he, he so he runs into that guy and he says, "Oh, Desiree, she offed herself a month after you did." And he's like, "Oh my God, I gotta I have to find, find her. her." Yeah, I have to find her. And and I know she's not in in the city, so let's take a road trip. Yeah, so that's where the story really takes off. Him and Shay, second act. Yeah, him and yeah. Shay Wiggum hit the road. Yeah, they and the and actually, I, this was 
my so I, I the first part it's pretty weak of the movie. It's kind of like oh, I thought okay. it was fun. It felt like Beetlejuice to me, kind of goofy, kind of yeah. campy. It was yeah. definitely like Beetlejuice. With the with the second act, it really kind of got me into it though. It was there there was like a purpose and. They were like driving across the country, and he's just like, "Oh, my headlights don't work." Uh, I knew that was going to come back later. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, mentioned it five it's, times. It's, it's the headlights like, don't work. It's like a red herring almost. Man, no one's going to fix these headlights. And um, <laughs> you know, and you get to so they get to the mechanic. Yeah, the repair who, shop scene was great. Yeah, the, Mike Mike's repair shop, and he's just yeah. One of my favorite, one of my favorite lines. He's like, "Oh." Yeah, these headlights are definitely broken, but my boss, he's like a he's like a guru with cars. Yeah. Like he's, he's, he's a wizard. Oh yeah, that guy doesn't yeah. know anything. But he doesn't boss. know anything about cars. But he and, works at like a repair shop. And he's, those two, what were they? Gay lovers? Yeah, they were gay lovers <laughs> who killed themselves in a spa in a hot tub. Yeah, and oh my god, and then they found each other in purgatory. Yeah. Um, I I want to comment though. Uh, before we get more into the plot, yes, please. The filter that they used for filming this movie was really great because they made it seem so bleak. That was um, just because they were filming the Tehachapi's. <laughs> Is that where they filmed it? I'm gonna guess. I've driven uh, that. I've driven Highway 58 to the Mojave and the Tehachapi's many times. They did. They did. It was film. very desolate. There, there's there's a lot of uh, shots filmed in L. A. In this, they need to make it look movie. as dead as possible. Yeah, but the filter specifically was made to be more gray. Yeah, and right. so flat. Yeah, gray, flat, uh, just bleak. Can I mention real quick that this movie is streaming on Amazon Prime for yes. our, our listeners? If you're listening along and you're like, I've driven through to Hatchapies. I want to watch this movie. I like <laughs> Shea <movie>. Wiggum. <laughs> I like Shea Wiggum. <laughs> yeah, we didn't mention that at the beginning, but this is, um, it's worth a watch on Amazon Prime. Take a look. Yeah. It's um, in a book. It is. It's a, yeah, it's also a book. <laughs> uh, it is actually based on a book um, yeah. called, um, gosh, what is what is the character's name? Tom Waits' character? Neller. Nell, Neller's Happy Campers is yeah. the name of the book. Oh, yeah, it does say that in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... What one thing I really appreciated about this movie is that their their idea of purgatory is very like gray and bleak. Like yeah. it's just like I like I like the world building in that world too. No one no one is allowed to smile. Allowed to smile which I was and, watching throughout the whole movie. There's smirks, but no smiles. Yeah, no smiles. There's no <laughs> there's no positive emotes. Smirks, smolders. There is there is uh, no stars either. Yes. Oh yeah. They look up at the sky and they're like, I wonder if and. Yeah, it was very. It was very effective. I wonder if in the afterlife, when you don't kill yourself, if there's stars there. Yeah, it was very huh. effective with like all the things considered. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Eugene and Zia, they're on a road trip. They're gonna go find Desiree. Mm-hmm. They don't know where they're going. They're just going eastish, as they as they say. Right. And then they run into uh, Michaela. Michaela. Mikel. Mikel. Um, she's hitchhiking. She has recently gone into purgatory, and she wants to get back. Uh, get she back to the real world because she, she thinks, thinks she's there. She's there incorrectly. She yes. said right. it was an accident. She overdosed, and it was not on purpose. She's played by Shannon Sossaman, 
who was uh, from 30 Days and 30 Nights and A Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, she was in A Knight's Tale. That's right. She um, was also in Sinister 2, which I didn't know about. I've never seen Sleepy Sinister. Hollow, the series. Sleepy. The, the, the series. There's a series of... Anyway, okay, we're going to get <laughs> off topic with that. Tim Burton keeps coming up. Yeah, yeah. we're going to get off topic with that one. Um, So they pick Don't up... Don't even get me started. So they... <laughs> So they pick her up, and she's looking for the people in charge to go back to the real world. I guess they're not. They're yeah. not really super clear on we that. We never see mm-hmm. the guys in charge, do we? Or do yes, we? we do. Very yes, brief, we do. At the end briefly. of the yeah, at the end of the movie, we do. But um, so they're like, okay, well, we're going east, so you can come along. You know, it and it's just east-ish. The, yeah, east-ish. Uh, one thing I really like about this movie, it's just it's really loose in like yeah, the kind, plot. It's like kind of just you experience it, and then they explain it afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to a point, and you're like, "Oh, that happened," and then all of a sudden they give you an explanation for it. You're like, "Okay, the, all I, right, I, I guess I can follow along with that." I think the the chemistry between it's the like actors, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, the chemistry between the actors <laughs> were Bubble really, Boy were really <laughs> the chemistry. <laughs> What else? Yeah. <laughs> the chemistry Road between... Trip. Yes. <laughs> anyone, Go ahead, Tyler. anyone else? Okay. Uh, the chemistry <laughs> between the actors were really well... Uh, it was really fluid. I wanted to see DJ like, Qualls come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see the new guy. <laughs> um, I thought I I thought that they did really well together. Like it, it seemed like a true road trip movie in those people Purgatory. who like kind of barely know each other. Yeah. They, See, it was they, good. I like, I, I liked their chemistry. It was good. Like it just, it felt really natural. It was a like, hodgepodge of uh, watching that, watching this movie. It was just like, it was like, you're going along this ride because you don't know where it's going because in, you have this idea that they're in purgatory. So mm-hmm. it's like, where else can they go? Yeah. Like what, what can they do? So, they're just these three people who killed themselves, like going on an adventure. Yeah, she and accidentally like, killed herself. How dare you? And it, it's like <laughs> it's like where where are they gonna go? Like what yeah. like what can they do? Because the powers that be are really controlling, like the fate of their lives. There was a essentially a very small bit that they kind of cut back to multiple times that this. 1987 Toyota Camry hatchback wagon that <laughs> yeah. Shea Wiggum is driving the character of Eugene under the driver's or under the passenger seat is a black hole. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a That was a kind of funny part of that. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. kind of funky. You're like, and I, I almost, I almost thought that's where they were going with it because he drops the, what's the first thing he dropped? Sunglasses. The first set of sunglasses. Yeah. Was that was he dropped yeah. a tape. Yeah. It was the tape first. Oh, okay. he's like, Oh, drop the tape. And he goes, uh, oh, uh, don't worry about that. It's, uh, it's, a, black black, hole. it's like you, a black hole. You, you there. drop under there and never coming back. <laughs> and you hear a little <laughs> when he drops. like, yeah. And that, that like small little plot detail yeah, it was fun. comes back. It does come back in a, a big, big way. way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But it, it's kind of funny because uh, that it keeps getting brought up over and over again. And the carelessness of Zia, the main character. 
keeps uh, dropping shit in that black hole. It's like, come on, Zia. I, yeah, he's Are like, you kidding he, me? Eugene gives him his sunglasses. And he's like, oh, can you clean those uh, lenses for me? <laughs> he's like, he, he drops whoops. it into the thing again, and he's like, "Are you doing this on purpose? Are you? Yeah. Are, Are you, you trying to intentionally hurt me? <laughs> intentionally meaning to hurt me?" And it, it's it's kind of funny because you're just like, I would, I don't know if I'd put up with this shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> After, so you know, first couple of mistakes. Yeah. You know, it's like I'd unbolt, yeah, unbolt I, the seat and shove them in there. Yeah. Are you doing this harvest. <laughs> so we, I mean, so we had, so they pick up the hitchhiker, uh, and can we get to Tom Waits? And then you get to Tom Waits oh, lying in the Sean middle of the road. Waits. Oh yeah, he's just lying there in the middle of the road. L- lying in there in the middle of the road, and uh. They crash their car. It's after they fix the headlights. Yeah, they fix it. She magically fixes the headlights, you think, by touching the button that switches the headlights on? Yeah, it was, was, well, it's supposed to be the small miracle that happens during their camp. Um, I thought that they were getting closer to their, their, uh, destination because her whole goal is to find the people in charge, the PICs, which run the whole thing. And there's rumors. Uh, Allah, the book of Eli, there's rumors of <laughs> this mystical mystical sort of thing. The people in charge, the PICs, that yeah. wear all white and control this whole thing that they're in, the Truman, Truman Show experiment that they're in. Right, mm-hmm. right. And they get closer and closer and closer, and then all of a sudden this miracle happens, and then you run into Tom Waits, who is, um, what's his name again? His Neller. name is Neller. Neller. K-N-E-L-L-E-R. And he's like, he, and he's like, don't call me by this name. Don't call me by my last name. Call me by your name. Just call me <laughs> by Neller. Yeah, call me Neller. And, <laughs> and so yeah, they to go call to me, the, tell me Timothy Oliphant, Army Hammer. And so then we Timothy get... Timothy Oliphant, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> then we, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant and Army Hammer in Call Me By Your Name. Yeah. Arm, Army Chalamet. <laughs> and uh, so we get to... <laughs> So we get to this point where now it's starting to become fantastical. Yeah. So they there's go to this camp. They go, they go to this camp and like there's like you know this like miracles happening. It's like a commune sort of thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like it's just like a commune of people of lost children. So essentially. did you like Nanook? Nanook of the North. Who? Nanook, the little the deaf. Um, Mute chick that Eugene, the character oh, yeah, Eugene yeah, 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 is yeah. after. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. she was a babe. And <laughs> the way she, she died was, ble- was a babe, too. Did she die? Yeah. Well, she, she committed herself. Killed she, herself. she killed herself she by, kill herself? well, I mean, she drank too much, and then she uh, fell asleep in a blizzard outside with oh, uh, yeah, barely yeah, any yeah, clothes yeah, on. Right. Is that uh, an accidental death? Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was, it was probably intentional. You don't, you don't see her petitioning to get out of there. No, but yeah. I mean, she doesn't. She really doesn't understand anyone that anyone's saying. That she why still she, thinks she's alive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She thinks <laughs> she's deaf, so she can't. Know <laughs> she thinks she's, she's still alive. <laughs> she doesn't know. <laughs> oh, speak, speaking of which, Nanook of the North. You guys, do you guys know anything about Nanook? I've the North? seen the documentary. Have you seen it? Yeah. Do you know? It that it's sounds fake? familiar. Yes, it's fake. Okay, yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's like about, es- it. about it Eskimos. Familiar. Yeah, it's 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 about a specific. It's like Eskimo. the first documentary, documentary. quote unquote. Yeah. Um, but everything was staged, pretty much. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's like yeah, it's like um, it was like this huge undertaking where they found this Eskimo up in the North Pole, named Nanook of the North. Well, yeah, 
and and the 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 idea was that they were like documenting his life and all this stuff that he went through and killing mm-hmm. whales and all this other shit and um none of it was real yeah it was all fake <laughs> oh and um so they go to this commune well, real quick before before okay. we get any fr- on, before we get any further the north, oh my god the reason i'm bringing up nanook is there is a um comedy documentary series called documentary now documentary now yes have you guys ever heard of this? That's yes. a IFC's uh, yes. thing, right? Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. They yeah. they basically parody. They they parody Nanook of the North. They parody famous documentaries. Yeah, and <laughs> Nanook of the North is one of the ones that they parody, and it's uh, Fred Armisen playing this Eskimo. <laughs> yeah, of course it's. <laughs> and it's, it's a uh, Bill Hader and Bill Hader and uh, oh my god, Fred Armisen. So funny, it's so good. Anyways, Nanook. <laughs> Nanook just brought me back to a documentary now. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, so they get to this commune, and, uh, you know, actually, before they get to the commune, though, they talk shit about Mikkel. Mikkel? Yeah. I, 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 keep, I keep getting, I Mikkel. keep butchering that. Mikkel. 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 Uh, they're, they're like, Eugene, he's pissed because she doesn't like him. She doesn't want to have sex with and, him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zia is just kind of like just not going along with it, but he's kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I guess yeah, it's kind of weird. She's kind of like, weird. Yeah, I she don't wants know. to find like, these PICs. Yeah, yeah he, he's he's just he's just kind of like passively going along with it, and then mm-hmm. she uh, she hears she, them. Yeah, she she walks in on them talking shit, and she was like, oh, she fuck t- this shit. She takes off, and then she gets almost arrested by Nick Offerman. Yeah, as a cop oh, with a clip, cameo with a clip on tie on a t shirt. Yeah, yeah, a clip Nick on Offerman, tie on a polo shirt. Nick Offerman has never not looked e- more pathetic. It's not even yeah. a polo shirt; it's a white tee. <laughs> yeah, this is like it's it, it's so weird to see. It was it was like this is a cameo, but like nobody knew who Nick Offerman yeah, was no. when this movie was. Yeah, made. yeah, but he he did the role very well. And jo- Joseph had mentioned it to me after he watched this. He's like. What was it? Something like the famous people are less famous in this movie or something? Like the main characters of this movie are less famous now than all the cameos. Than all the cameos. Will, Ar- Will Arnett and yeah. Nick Offerman. Yeah. yeah. And Tom Waits. And John yeah. is John Fox. Uh he, he he was in the he was in the camp. Was it Fo- mm. is it Fox? Is that his name? I don't know. I can't remember. He's in Winter's Bone with Jennifer Lawrence and Winter's Bone, am I right? <laughs> uh, um, anyway. But they, they they showed Nick Offerman's suicide too, which I thought was very effective to the scene that was happening because he was trying to enforce the law. You know, he's just trying to do what he does, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> And just yeah, they... <laughs> he he's uh, he's trying to arrest her. I was, for I was expecting to drop that. Oh, oh. so that, that, anyways, uh... you a dullard? <laughs> that yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, that, I was I was like, come on, guys. You're drunk. <laughs> oh yeah. So the 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 cameos we have Mark Boone Jr. Um, he was he was uh most notably. Hung upside down by Batman in Batman Begins. Oh, oh shit! And I think he's in Sons of Anarchy too. Mark Boone Jr. What did he play in this? Um, he was he was like the mechanic guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yep. John Hawks is John Hawks. You're right. Yeah, John Hawks. John Hawks. Winter's Bone. 
Yeah, three was, billboard. He was also in three billboards. Yeah, a lot of there's a lot of cameos in this movie, and I like Mark Boone Jr. I like the scene in uh, Batman Begins when he's uh, <laughs> he's shaking down the dude that makes the falafel. Oh, and he's yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. He, he's like, Liz, I have kids, and he's like, well, they don't like falafel. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets then he gets strung up. Yeah. Um. So we get to the commune. Where are the other drugs going? (laughs) Where are the other drugs? We get to the commune scene with Tom Waits, Mm. and uh, it's got this. This is the point of the movie where it kind of gets a little weird because it's like I fell asleep at this part. (laughs) (laughs) It's never a good sign. I woke Um, up. I I woke up, and I it was a dream sequence of them in jail. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) So they get to the commune part and they're kind of like basically saying in this sequence of events that this is kind of a like miracle based grounds yeah, of there's this purgatory like it's yeah. it's like a weird hey, part of purgatory hey don't worry about it man small miracles happen here all yeah. the time yeah. people yeah. levitate things change to different colors stones, that was an odd part of stones turn to plants yeah this i in in my opinion i think this part of the movie could have been cut out because it it really had nothing to do like with the plot the candle or the matches flying up in the air yeah i mean like i'm not not to say that it wasn't that bad. never paid off just, really yeah it just wasn't it didn't <clears throat> it, it i just, wasn't sure what i was supposed to get from it the character exactly, zia exactly is, um he's pissed he, that he can't make he any can't, miracles yeah he himself. can't make a miracle happen and um tom wade's character basically says um well, you know, it's going to happen when you least expect it. When there's no effort there and the stakes are low, that's when it's going to happen. But yeah. who gives a shit? I mean, yeah, it doesn't even it doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. pay off at the end. No. So, so and then, not too good, man. Yeah, not too good. But <laughs> at the same time, though, <laughs> at the same time, it was a really entertaining aspect of the movie. But it mm-hmm. as far as plot wise, it made no difference to it yeah so but uh, one of my favorite lines in this movie is uh where mikhail she's just like i'm not gonna find the people in charge here like i'm gonna leave yeah we need to go and she's she's the voice of reason yeah she she like because like you kind of like get like washed up into tom waits's charisma you're like oh yeah this is cool like i want to see more of this and then she kind of grounds the reality the reality and she was just like let's get the hell out of here yeah like what are we doing got shit to do and so trying to get somewhere that that that's kind of like where it justifies the whole like commune scene is her saying that Mm -hmm. you know this doesn't matter like I i don't i don't give a shit about this and a subplot of the whole commune thing is that tom waits dog is gone yeah, that, that's how they found him. He said, oh, "I was looking for my dog, and then I yeah. took a break. I <laughs> took a sleep. I uh, would take a nap on the highway." It's a very quirky. It, it, you know, it reminded me of like the stereotype quirky indie movie plot. It is points. this. That is this. It was Juno. This is. Yeah, I mean, this is <laughs> like, like of like the beginning of the era of quirky indie mm-hmm. movies. Oh yeah, like Eagle oh. versus Shark, Juno. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it has like the same sort of that feel kind of like to it dryish humor. Yeah. Um, where like not a lot is happening, mm-hmm. 
but but it's funny the things they're saying they're yeah. so random yeah and then you're you're reminded that the whole point of them going cross country is so that Zia can find Desiree, his estranged yeah. uh, ex girlfriend, who so, he left in the real world when he killed himself. And so eventually, <laughs> and he finds her. So eventually, they find her, and she's fucking crazy. Like she's like a well, cult. she's 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 drank the Kool Aid essentially. Yeah, like legit legitimately drank the Kool Aid. Yeah. And <laughs> she she fell for a uh, cult leader played by Will Arnett. Named the Messiah in this movie. <laughs> yeah, who, named the Messiah. Who continues yeah. to do it in the afterlife? Yeah, the way he the way he died when he killed himself was he led a mass suicide in the real world. Uh-huh. Drank the Kool Aid. His whole yep. flock drank the Kool Aid, including her. She survived the Kool Aid, and then woke up in the hospital. Went up to the elevator and jumped off. Yeah, the yep. roof. So she almost killed herself, and then she really then killed she herself. actually killed herself. Yeah, yeah. and then and then. Uh, Zia meets her and he's like, "Oh my god! Like, uh, I, I'm so glad that she doesn't I, seem to give a two goddamns about her." Yeah, I know. Yeah, and <laughs> he realizes that though. I mean, like, but I think I think the impact of him finding Desiree is lessened when he cuddles and professes his love to Mikkel in on it's, that um, disgusting beach. It's the the, the <laughs> and, when 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 the person who's seeking another person finally meets that person in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like that's the, that's the plot of the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's never as like, as the Climatic. character. Yeah. I thought it was going to be, of course it's basically, but I think it was, it could have been more impactful if he had done that before. This is just like Coco. If, if he had done that, if he yeah, had, I got, I got a better one. If he had met Desiree before professing his love for Mikkel, it probably would have been more impactful. Mm-hmm. But he, like, it's kind of like they already blew their load with that beach scene. <laughs> and no, then the, when they, when no, you no, meet, no, 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 no. Listen, this is, you guys seen. What is this? You guys have seen Borat? Oh, yes. Yeah. This is the scene when he meets Pamela Anderson. And he finally, after all the movie, he meets oh. Pamela Anderson. And she's just like, oh, okay, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. He, and he's just like, I, I, love, I love you so much. I want to take you back to my home. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and she's just like, hey, yeah, all right. She yeah. Runs, runs away from him. That That's Desiree to him. Yeah. But it's, it's, um, I think I think that... I think that very unsatisfying. I mm-hmm. think, yeah, it was really unsatisfying because... If had he had met her before he professed his love to Mikkel, I think Mikkel and Zia's relationship would have been more impactful. But like it kind of came on randomly. Like it was just it was kind of like you you have this idea of Zia wanting to be with this woman, and then he kind of like hooks up with Mikkel mm-hmm. in the meantime, and then he finds Desiree, and it's like not that great. Yeah, me, because he's been having such a good time with yeah. To me, Mikhail, yeah. To me, I think that if he had met Desiree before he hooked up with Mikkel, it would have been a more. It would have been more. The impactful. movie would not exist. Yeah, that's true. Movie credits roll. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I I really wish that yeah. the there was a little bit more exposition into what happened to Will Arnett after he did kill himself. Yeah, because he in just... The af- in the kill yourself kill afterlife. Again. Yeah, because he he, he uh, makes this whole announcement. He's going to make this huge miracle. What are you, the double purgatory? Like, are you in purgatory squared? <laughs> yeah. Like, 
Well, like, where so, do you go? What happens? So at this point in the movie, this is pretty much the you're end of emptied the, from the trash. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. A, <laughs> yeah, you, is, you get you get deposited into a second level. <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty much the end of the movie. He like stabs himself, and like this, his whole cult leaders are like, "Oh my god, yes!" Like in a very <laughs> midsummer like uh, oh. ceremony, and uh, then the people in charge, the PIC. Uh, <laughs> they uh, parachute down. Oh, yeah, uh, and we got a twenty three nineteen. Yeah, they're just like they're <laughs> like yeah, they're like oh, fuck this shit. Yeah, no, it's cool. And they take his body away, and like they're telling everyone to disperse. And um, <laughs> it was weird because Tom Waits was this nobody before he was kind of this weird eccentric character, and then he all of a sudden is a PIC. He's one of the people in charge. When I first saw yeah. this movie, I suspected that. Um, I was just like, oh, this guy has, he has a lot of influence. He has a lot of uh, mm. quote unquote power. Yeah. Uh, it, it seemed like he was pretty important uh-huh. to it. I mean, and plus it's Tom Waits too. Like you're not going to give Tom Waits a <laughs> cameo. Like you're going to give him a full fledged role. Yeah. And so we find ourselves uh, in this point of the movie where Zia, he's sitting on a stool waiting for Mikkel to come back because she tells him, oh, it's going to be five minutes and then I'll be back. And then... Yeah. She never goes. She never comes back. This is kind of where the She movie- leaves like a, on an airplane. They like come in, She they, goes to an airport terminal. They, well, they come in hot in the milk wagons. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is kind of where the movie starts to flounder, though. Like, it starts I, off I really... Wrote, I wrote the same thing in my notes. It was it, like, right right after the PICs come in, you're like, oh, shit, here they are. Here's yep. these people in charge. And then nothing comes of that. And the movie just kind of fizzles to an end. Yeah. It, this, yeah. Is, this is where the movie... I do enjoy, like, the very end of the movie. Yeah. The, or I did enjoy the very... The last scene. The very last scene of the I movie. I 100% agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I think this movie, it just... Although I... It's bigger... I'm the, wondering if it makes sense. The idea, <laughs> the idea of the movie is bigger than what can be put on to film. And so you find yourself much like Zia sitting on the stool, like waiting for something to happen. Like, you're just like, okay, so like this happens. It's Agreed. Like, yeah. You're just like, okay, you're just like, you're like, okay, so, so what the fuck is going to happen after this? And they're trying to, so the, the plot has to like fast forward, like really fast. Yeah. And so you have the Camry coming in with Eugene and the deaf girlfriend and they're just like, okay, so we'll. I guess we'll give you a ride to this random train station. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we're gonna go off and live our own life happily, even though this is purgatory and we can't smile at all. Yeah, like it, it's it's, <laughs> it's it starts getting. What happens if you do smile? Or are they just unable? No, to smile? they're they're unable. Oh, like okay. it, it's like physically impossible. Oh, okay, to smile. I was like it's like against, this, I thought it was against the law or something. No, there's there's actually a really great scene. <laughs> no uh, smiling portraying this in which they're trying to smile in the rearview mirror of the car while they're on the road trip during a montage, and they're like, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. They're like opening t- scene of Joker. Yeah, they're like they're like pushing their they're like pushing their cheeks like up to like smile, but like it's like going down. Like I thought that was really effective. The pen is blue. The goddamn pen is blue. <laughs> so the end of the movie kind of in very much very much sense of the word 
fizzles out. Like so, mm-hmm. like it's like it's like wrapping it up really the, quickly. The like, black hole comes back. Yeah, the in, yeah, it does in an interesting come back. fashion. It it does. It, it's much. It's kind of like a almost like a a shoehorned plot. Yes. Detail like yes. oh the black hole is now his portal back to the real world. Yeah. It's almost it this this scene reminded me of Interstellar when 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 the Tesseract in Interstellar is collapsing and then he uh-huh. winds up back in his own galaxy. Yeah. Um yeah. and basically he wakes up in a hospital bed on like a new like mobile version yeah. of Earth kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so we get to the point where, you can, know, can like that makes more sense than how like because we see <clears throat> we see him get buried. Yes. In the movie. And then he's just, is it like time travel? Is that a part of it? I think, I think the people, I think it's just a reality manipulation. I I think that's what it is. Like if you're going to. He dream, you see a few of his dreams in the movie. Mm -hmm. I, Mm -hmm. when it all came to the end and you see him, Zia and Mikael on the hospital bed together, which was a great scene. Yeah, it was. And they look over at each other, and you're thinking they're going to say some bullshit, and they just, they just look smile. at each other and smile and cut. C- I could I could have gone without the lip biting from mm. Mikael's character. Ooh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> hey, I don't know. I was, but so <laughs> I was really into that. Scene, so. Yeah, I'm sure you were. <laughs> but <laughs> I was waiting for the horses to come in. Few <laughs> <laughs> wild but, horses. Yeah. <laughs> Wild horses, but that was it. Was a real? It was there was a some restraint shown in that scene, which yeah can't be said. It's very, very, very well through a lot of the movie. Well done. That that's but that. So the whole point. What can I bring up a a, a trope though mm-hmm. that I've seen in a few movies? Um, do you guys ever s- visit the website tvtropes.com? dot com? No, no. So know what that is so basically. Um, what are you talking about? <laughs> if you like a the fuck are you talking about if you like uh, movies which you're listening to this <laughs> podcast you probably do you should watch Rocky yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the definition of a movie <laughs> um, but so tvtropes.com categorizes stereotypes from movies right so um, I looked up um, love tropes and I found one called Rome, Road Trip Romance. Mm-hmm. And it, <laughs> it says this, a pair of mismatched characters, often a, a world-wise man and a high-society woman, though the gender roles can be altered, find themselves in a situation where they must travel together to reach the goal. For the woman, it will often re- mean returning home, while the man will often travel for the sake of some kind of reward for his troubles, which is exactly this movie. True. She's trying to go home. He's trying to get his reward, which is Desiree. Yeah. Yeah. And um it's just a coincidence that they're going the same direction. Correct. And so there's a I, I knew that this story felt very similar. And uh there's a number of movies that follow the same sort of plot. <laughs> I told you. Shrek is one of them. Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> That's Shrek. before. This is before. Yeah. Yeah. It's a TV. It's a trope, right? It's yeah. a, it's a it's a Tangled is another one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Rio, Frozen, a lot of animated um, movies. The one that stuck out to me was Stardust. Have you guys seen Stardust? Isn't that no. um, what the? They just made a show about it. 
Um, no, 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 not that. His Dark Materials, but that's based on something else. Sure. Yeah. So Matthew Vaughn directed Stardust. It's is this from um, 2007. Robert De Niro's in it. Yeah, Robert De Niro. Oh my gosh, my f- favorite Robert De Niro <laughs> role. I am not joking. Really? I love him in this movie. It's so is it great. actually a good movie though? Oh, it's so great. It's so. Is good. it though? It is great. I haven't seen it. It is great. Okay. P- PG thirteen. Two hours, seven minutes. Doesn't feel a minute over 90 minutes. Interesting. Um, Wait, Robert De Niro? That, that's yes. your favorite Robert De Niro yes. movie? Uh, not me? Rocky and Bullwinkle. No, that's oh second. <laughs> Claire Danes, Charlie Cox, Michelle Pfeiffer. Also probably my second favorite Michelle Pfeiffer movie. Next to Catwoman? <laughs> yes. Stardust? Uh, really? Yes. Robert De Niro's. Not Mother. Sienna Miller, Ricky Gervais. J- Ricky Gervais. Yep, mm-hmm. he plays a, a lightning, a lightning is he, um, salesman. Is, is it his voice or is he actually? He's in, in it. it. Okay, he's in it. <laughs> is it his voice? Jason Fleming, Rupert Everett, Peter O'Toole, Sarah Alexander. Alexander. Anyways, Peter O'Toole. Fantastic movie, Stardust. In the movie, the plot of the movie is that the main character Tristan. He is trying to win the heart of a uh, aristocratic young woman, and she says um, they see a shooting star one night, and he says, "She says, if you find me that star and bring it to me, I will marry you." So he goes on this journey to find okay. this stardust, this uh, star piece, and it truly he, was a stardust. It truly was a stardust, and he travels. So across, this is exactly like Risk. Yes, okay. I'm going to get there. <laughs> he travels across quote unquote the wall and he goes to this mystical land uh beyond the wall and he goes into this um magical witch land and he finds the star and the star is claire danes in this in this reality the star is a uh humanoid creature and he in 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 entangles this star and brings him back her back to his um betrothed to give her as a gift to her and um, along the way, surprise, he falls in love with the star, with Claire Danes. Yeah. And much like Much like a Risk Cutters, Risk Cutters uh. Love Story, which on TVTropes.com, Risk Cutters Love Story is one of the movies that is listed on this trope. Oh, okay. Road Trip Romance. Road Trip Romance, yeah. So, anyways. So, yeah, so... Uh, we a familiar get... story that's done very well. Uh, yes. I, so, the end of this movie, I thought, was... I thought it tied it up really well. Like it, it didn't, there was no, uh, I, how do you say it? There was Uh, like, there was like 10 minutes of like lollygagging and then a mm -hmm. really nice tight ending. Yeah. And Tom waits, he like finds Zia's file in like the heaven archives or whatever. He just takes it. it. I think what he does with it is like, he's just like, ah, I'm going to prove this guy to live life. He manipulates, he manipulates reality for him to live. And then he wakes up. That's nice. Like uh, Luke Wilson and uh, Steve Carell from Loma Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Luke Wilson's in Loma Sunshine. No, Luke Wilson from Royal Tenenbaums because he. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they both try to kill themselves. Oh, and yeah, I yeah. think <laughs> what I think though is I was thinking about this like I think Tom Waits wanted to have them be in love for however long. Tom Waits. Yeah. Literally Tom Waits, not not the character Tom Waits. Um, I think Neller wanted to wanted them to you know be together in life uh-huh. because he like some interesting names in this movie. Yeah, yeah, Neller, Neller. Zia, Mikhail, 
Yeah, that was weird. The the actress that played Nanook, her name was Mikhail. Oh. In real life, IRL. Wow. Her IRL name is Mikhail. Oh. Um, so Nanook of the North? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it, they, it's funny, at the very end, he Shea Wiggums is about to like uh, take off with Nanook because he falls in love with her. And he goes, I'm going to go up with Nanook to uh, the North Pole or wherever she's from. <laughs> <laughs> Same, that was, dude. That was my Same. favorite scene in the whole movie. I loved it. It was um, great. So uh, we get, so the end of the movie, they wake up in hospital together and yeah. they look at each other and they realize like, oh my God, we were in purgatory together. And so they assumedly fall in love but i mean you can what, yeah you, it's a great scene what, what can you i mean you assume that oh they're gonna be together now but a drug addict and a suicidal so here's here's what i think though okay i think that they don't do anything at all <laughs> oh they just wake up and both die i think i think they, just, they wake up and le- le- i think separ- they just lead separate lives yeah i th- i think they just wake up and wow they good just to see you okay see you later yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. I, that that that's my head canon of it. Can so, you imagine having having this like, whole adventure, experience, like have this adventure in almost hell? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is hell. Like that that is hell. Like, and you wake up and me, you both least. have this super. Oh, not supernatural. Well, I guess it's kind of supernatural. And supernatural. This like experience that you both lived on another plane. Mm-hmm. For a short period of time, <laughs> within the same reality of each other, and I, I, I wonder if it, how it would have, the end would have been if they didn't know who each other were. She didn't they look just, at him and bite his lip, bite they, her lip. They just wake, yeah. they just both woke up in the same place, and they, like, they both lead several lives, yeah. and they have no memory of purgatory. So that's that's kind of where I was going with that. I, yeah. I really wish that they would have, like, it would have. They both wake up. He looks at her. She bites her lip. She looks back at him, and then, and then it goes back to Joy Division. Oh, yeah, I really wish the Joy Division would have been the that. That would have gave a kind of bleak ending to the movie. Oh, Level Terrace Apart. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's just a good song. Oh, it is. More Joy Division. That's I, what we want. Yeah, that's I, I less Tom Waits. I can't. I, <laughs> I completely agree. <laughs> 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 All so right. um, we're gonna get sued if we play any more of the song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, uh, final thoughts on this movie? You guys have any? I mean, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's pretty straightforward uh, storyline of the era. I think. Um, oh yeah. The it felt like two thousand seven, two thousand six. The, the, the road host, trip. I liked. I liked seven movie. I liked the joke about the Arab in the taxi cab. Because I, I thought this was an older movie than... Uh-huh. What, that doesn't freak you out? Yeah. Is <laughs> a taxi cab driving around? Is Arab? <laughs> Zia's like, you can't say that, dude. That's like... Racist. He's like, you're fucking looking at him like you want a taxi. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I, I didn't know what movie what year this movie was from before I started watching it. So I mm. kind of thought it was like 99, 2000, something oh, like yeah. that. With just like good film stock. No, it was post 9-11. Yeah, it was 07, 06 or something like that. <laughs> Freshman year of high school. I thought that was funny. <laughs> For all of us. Um, just, just getting married. So, Brisk uh, <laughs> uh, Cotter's love story. Um, this movie is very near and dear to my heart. Yeah, why, uh, why is that? Can you give, give us a personal approach on it? Uh, well, I, I mean. You can't just say that. 
Well, it's, <laughs> okay, so it's very near and dear to my heart because I I feel like every time I've watched this movie, I have been uh, sort of emotionally close to what Zia has been feeling minus suicide. Oh, okay. Um, Good. Worry there <laughs> um, for a second, Tyler. <laughs> minus the suicide aspect of it all, like I have feel like I've gone yeah. through some that process. It's so uh, relatable. Um, yeah, it's very relatable. Um, and I just, I, I'm just gonna say it. I love this movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and um, what's your rating on this? Uh, I give this movie a solid. Shit. Love this movie. Don't 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 uh, don't withhold just because you. Okay, think okay. Get well, this is now. Give us your real. We want to hear the real opinion. Okay, three point five out of five. All right, fair enough. That, that's why I get it. It's not <laughs> okay. a great. It's not a great movie, but this is a really good movie to like show. Like if like you know if you're like with a new girlfriend or like you, know, you, you make <laughs> First a new date, you make a new friend or First whatever. Day, yeah. Just weeping. And- Check this out. <laughs> it's just, it's it's a the fun, second date movie. It's yeah. a it, yes yes yeah second third date movie. That that's a big astute description right. of this movie so uh yeah 3.5 out of 5 uh what, what do you guys uh, get uh joseph what do, you, what do you get this movie i agree with you i don't think it's a great movie um <laughs> uh, yeah it's it's, it's not a, it's a pretty good movie it, it's good and but it's not great especially of yeah. the era i mean i've only been i first time i this is the first time i'm watching it first mm-hmm. time i've heard about it mm-hmm. um i think if if i had watched it earlier back then while i was in high school i probably would have liked it more yeah um i um would have a little bit more nostalgia with like along with you mm-hmm. um with it mm-hmm. but um watching it now you know i've seen the story that su- a similar story happened in other movies so yeah. it was sort of predictable because of that reason you know for sure for um sure. but I give it a three out of five. Yeah. Because it is, I mean, I did fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Only for a few minutes. Full disclosure. Tyler, <laughs> you fell asleep too, but you had seen it before. <laughs> I did. You guys I, watch fell, this I fell asleep like in the first 20 minutes. Did you guys watch this together? This yeah, we did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but it is still, it is enjoyable. The character is sort of, un- the main character, sort of unlikable, but at the same time, relatable. relatable. Um, and it is a very cool, uh, take on this type of road trip romance, mm-hmm. as you said. Mm-hmm. True. Um, you know, it's Unique. like, it's like if Tim Burton and, um, Diablo Cody <laughs> combined forces, you know, that's pretty funny. Uh, but yeah, so solid three out of five. Cool. Cool. Uh, I'm going to give this a three out of five as well. I usually give two ratings on this here podcast, but, um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. Um, there was some fun stuff. The characters were good. I love Shay Wiggum. Can never go wrong with him. Um, a little bit about like the writing. There was some, there were some bits that were few and far between for me that really made me kind of laugh out mm-hmm. loud and, and enjoy, um, the writing of this movie. I feel like maybe the studio got involved and the producers cut a lot of the kind of fun stuff out of it. Um, Perhaps. Cause there was some stuff like near the end after Will Arnett 
kills himself in spectacular fashion. I feel or, like Will Arnett was not used as much. Yeah, he wasn't really popular no, back then. But not really. He but was the, kind of like his character um, from, what's that movie? Hot Rod. Is it Hot Rod? Babe. Yeah. Babe. Babe. He was kind of like an yeah. asshole. And he came, he's just at the very end of the movie, yeah. too. Yeah. Hey, babe, how about you go inside and get a couple of dung bags so we can knock <laughs> boots later? <laughs> yeah, dickhead character. Yeah. No, there's there's a character in that scene when, uh, or a bit in that scene when Tom Waits is looking at Zia, and he Zia's looking at Mikel, and he says, why don't you tell oh, her, Oh, yeah, that's in the trailer. And he says, tell her what? Tell her you love her. Oh, and God. Zia goes, it's too far. She wouldn't hear. Like, really? <laughs> really? You so can't. stupid. And, I love that dis- bit. In the yeah. distance between him and she where she hear was me. at. Yeah. 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 She, ah, she wouldn't hear me. It's, it's like, like why can't you walk over to her? Just walk over. Yeah. So yeah, anyways, it was, it was kind of cheesy, though. Why don't you tell her you love her? That, 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 I mean, that's of the era, I think. That, it yeah, was, that was... That was archetype of the era but then he unwound it when he's like yeah nah, she wouldn't hear me mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> I, almost I, like a satire yeah of, it was a, of yeah. that type of so i like that i like that bit of it the characters were fun and stuff and it was a little cheese ball and stuff but a, a bit, black yeah. hole scene when he's like floating yeah. in space yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and when desiree's uh death scene when she jumps off of like the hospital i was kind of disturbing and very cheesy yeah, yeah. very hokey so anyways, I'm going to give this three out of five. Um, I wish I was watching Stardust throughout. <laughs> uh, that being said, Stardust is not streaming anywhere, so I'm not going to re- recommend really? it to our audience. That's no. kind of surprising. Um, but if it is... Uh, is it a Disney movie? I don't think so. I want to say Universal. Okay. Maybe oh. maybe um, The Golden Compass is what His Dark Materials is. Oh, Golden, yeah. That's what it's called in... That's what the book is called. <coughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's not. Uh, I'm not upset that you made me watch this. So no, uh, it's yeah, not George of the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Although a character from George of the Jungle, <laughs> the actor is in this movie. No, I know. There's a lot uh, of cross, lots of a lot of crossover in this movie. What's the next one? Uh, <laughs> I well, I promise I have a good movie the to movie replace. With Leslie Mann in it next. <laughs> <laughs> I have a good movie to replace uh, my pick. Uh, on the wheel here. Well, let's just get into it then. So let's get into the replacement of Wrist Cutters Love Story. So right. let's uh, review what's on the wheel, Pete. I'm what do you got? To, I'm going, well, first, I'm, I'm going to erase Wrist Rith, Cutters Love Story. Wrist Cutters. <laughs> All right. Got the drum roll queued up. <laughs> 30 seconds. Go ahead, go, ahead and, go ahead and start. Start the drum roll because I'm erasing this now. It's going to... Okay. You better hurry up. <laughs> um, go ahead. Go ahead. Here we go. Okay. 20, 20 seconds. So the movie that I am going hold to... On, re- hold on. Hold on. So oh, I'm no. still erasing. Uh, Make sure this wheel the is... The movie uh, that I'm going to be... Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, okay. Go ahead. Replacing what, What's is, a movie? Uh... Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right, cool. cool. Pan's Labyrinth. <laughs> Tyler. All right, cool. On the wheel. On yes. the wheel. All right. And we're going with what we talked about before, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, good, 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 good. All right. So on the wheel currently, we have Pan's Labyrinth from Tyler 
Daddy's Home 2, Tyler's Wild Card Pick. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Dunkirk and The Machinist, both from Joseph. Yes. Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, Joseph's Wild Card Pick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda 3 by me, The Lighthouse by Tyler, A Taxi Driver by me, Pete. And that's where we are. And newly added Pan's Labyrinth. And newly added Pan's Labyrinth. Yep. All right. So we're going to give this wheel a good spin here. You guys ready? Yep. Yes. All right, let's do this. Oh, God. One oh, big spin. God. Here it comes. Fuck. I can't see. Oh, oh my God. It's the machinist. machinist. It's the machinist from day one. It's about yes. goddamn time. From day one. Okay. All right. What's the machinist about? I don't know. I've never Joseph. seen it, so I got to look it up. Oh, oh my, my God! You've never seen it, Tyler. Have you seen this? Yes, I've seen it two times. I've seen it once. I love this movie. So interesting, interesting movie this week. Me and Tyler have both seen this. Joseph, the one who put it on the wheel. Yeah, never, never seen it, which I'm I'm on board with. I, there are no rules. The wheel is a cruel mistress. Oh my God! An industrial I, worker who hasn't slept in a year begins to doubt his own sanity. That's a one sentence synopsis. What year is this released? 2004, directed by Brad Anderson. Was this produced by, um, oh gosh, I just had a complete brain fart. Um, who did uh, Dunkirk? Nolan. Christopher Nolan. Was and, this produced by Christopher Nolan? No. You sure? Christopher yeah, Nolan's not I'm looking right now. It's not. Not attached whatsoever. Yeah. It has a very Nolan-esque feel This is pre-Nolan, pre like Christian Bale Association. <laughs> this was like right before he became attached well, to the Prestige, right? Uh, let's see. Yes, it was. Because yes, it like was. Batman Begins is 2005. Yes. So I, I read a really in-depth fan theory about Christopher Nolan and his trilogy with Christian Bale. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And it was... The Prestige, Batman Begins, and The Machinist. The Prestige came out after. Yeah, I know. Okay. But I'm just saying, The Prestige, The Machinist, and Batman Begins. And I was reading it, and I'm like, wow, this is intense stuff. These people out (laughs) on 4chan, they really know what they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And and then I was like, afterwards, I'm like, wait a second. That wasn't Christopher Nolan at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I'm looking forward to this. Me too. I don't. Well, let's take a look and see if it's streaming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywhere? Uh, I, I think sure it, I'm pretty so. sure it's it streaming was on, on Amazon. It Prime. was on Netflix. It's on Amazon. Oh, yeah, whoa, that's what whoa, whoa. Amazon. Amazon right. Prime. Also, Hoopla, oh, shit. Canopy, Hoopla? Sony Crackle with ads, and <laughs> Pluto TV. Are oh, you what? Watch, on Pluto? Are you going to yeah. watch The Machinist with ads? I don't know. You can't. I don't watch a movie with ads. I don't watch anything with ads. No. So, um, I'm very excited to talk about this movie. Awesome, yes. awesome, it's, awesome. It's I'm excited to finally watch it. It's a very this was intense a, movie this with was, a very significant twist. It's been yes. on my mind for a long time. This is nice. the movie that gets brought up and referenced whenever people talk about body um, shaping, body shaping, and impressive transformations for actors. Yeah, this is peak method acting. Christian, this is like Daniel Day Lewis. Christian Bale ate like I want to say like an apple 
eating no. an apple a day, an, no, an he, apple and, he, two, and a can of tuna. Yes, these, it was, it was uh, an apple and pictures. A, yeah, it was an apple and a can of tuna very, a day. Uh, for like nine months. Yeah, very it, shocking. It was, he was like down a, to like 84 pounds. Oh this was the... <laughs> and, yeah, for reference, oh my God, it's this movie, he... He made Batman Begins after he made The Machinist. So you have to consider it him went, being like 120 pounds to being 180-pound beefcake. No, 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 no. It went Equilibrium, then The Machinist, then Batman Begins. Yes. Oh, Equilibrium he, is a good one, too. He was already in, like, full George <laughs> Orwell, like, beefcake mode. <laughs> yeah. It's, Ready to kill a puppy with Tate Diggs. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Cool. Um, so, so the machinist, uh, the machinist. Yeah, on, next, next week. Looking forward to that. On yeah, the block very, for next week. Amazon Prime. He said Amazon okay. Prime. Woo! You can stream this audience. All right. Let's, so um, looking let's forward to get this shit out of here. Uh, until next week, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mcfc podcast. Oh, can we cut the outro music real quick? Yeah. I'm gonna... <laughs> oh my. In typical fashion for myself, I completely forgot Cut we got music. we, we got, got some email? listener mail. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, we got listener mail. Wow! All right, give me one second here. Here we are. One. Okay, it's up. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, so we don't have uh, I don't have a whole lot of pretext to this, but I I know this is from uh, listener Laura Loveless, which is my mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We really want to hear, uh, Mom, thank you for sending an email in here. I appreciate that. But Thanks, we want to Laura. hear from some randoms. Yeah. If you're if you're emailing us from um, Rio Linda or like uh, or, uh, Oklahoma or something like that. Little Rock, Arkansas. Send us an email. Um, no, but I'm going to read this now. This is the first time I read this. Um, let's see here. Man of Constant Sorrow is the email. Mm. Oh, okay. Subject this line. is about Oh Brother. Right yeah. So my mom and dad. That was weeks ago. My mom and dad. It was last week. Last week. (laughs) (laughs) My mom and dad love that movie. Um, Okay, so here is the email. Man of Constant Sorrow is written in 1913 by Dick Burnett, a blind fiddler from Kentucky. That's true. When the blind radio station owner said he wanted old timey songs, they picked a classic American folk song to sing, and their version became a hit because people already knew it and loved it. Hmm. Interesting. This is facts. yeah, apparently Historical this facts. is there's a link to Wikipedia, which is always true. And um, it is. She says, uh, in real life, it was recorded and released by the Stanley Brothers in 1950, Bob Dylan in 1961, and Ginger Baker's band in 1970. Other recordings by Peter, Paul, and Mary, Joan Baez, Judy Collins, Waylon Jennings, Dwight Yoakam, and Jerry Garcia, among others, are also out there. Um, oh, Jerry Garcia did a cover of this song. Yeah. Gotta look that up. Um, so she continues. I'm still in the process of listening to your episode that reviews Oh Brother Where Art Thou, one of my favorite movies, and I'm looking forward to the last 45 minutes. But when I heard you were co- <laughs> But when I heard you were covering the recordings of the songs, I wanted to add this info so you would not think that they made up this song on the fly. Signed, your number one fan, Lord Loveless. I don't think in anyone- the movie. What? In the movie. Yeah, she she wants she wants you to she does wants us to know that it wasn't um 
they didn't just make that up for the movie or whatever. No, um, no, they yeah. did not. Oh, it, it oh was, I see. Not like yeah, not the, in the, the scene. The characters didn't just make it up on the fly. No. Yeah, in the it, scene. It was in definitely. Scene. So it was in defin- the scene, it's supposed to be a song that has already existed. It's already known. Yes, apparently. So yeah. like, so so like, uh, I mean, the people you are my sunshine. The people, yeah, I was gonna say the people are losing their goddamn shit over "You Are My Sunshine." Yeah. <laughs> so they're just doing a cover of "Man of, of Constant of what, Sorrow" of "Man of Constant Sorrow," but in a way more upbeat version. Yeah. So it's like with um, Tommy Watkins or Tommy, Tommy Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, Tommy Johnson yeah. and the song on guitar. Voice. Yeah. So it's yeah, it's like hearing different that was renditions a, of the Star Spangled Banner. And that that was a, <laughs> I mean that was a really constant thing in that time era of which the film was based on. Or uh, like no, you it's were, it, today's uh, Hallelujah. I was just yes. thinking. That. I was just thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who sang it best? Uh, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. Yeah. Shrek. Just the, just yeah. the best. Shrek. Um, Shrek. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, no, that's that's really it's 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 just it's very Co- Cohen. Cohen did the original. Who? Cohen is his last name. Uh, Jim. Oh. Jim Wayne. Cohen? Wayne Cohen. Cohen. Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley did yeah his his rendition, which is great. We're gonna cut all this part out. I don't know. I I feel like I feel like Buckley's version. Hallelujah, Buckley. Oh, Cohen. Sorry. Cohen. Cohen. Like Cohen. Andy Cohen. How I misspelled everyone. Jose Gonzalez. Leonard oh, Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Leonard yeah, Cohen. He did the original version, I think. We're going to wow. cut all this out. Yeah. <laughs> this is just for us. <laughs> this was in Watchmen, the movie. Was this in Watchmen? Yeah. This is, is when uh, Night Owl is having sex with... Uh, Carlo Gugino's character. Ooh, yeah, very hot scene. They have sex twice, by the way. Which the one they're having sex in Night Owl's little spaceship. Middle class film class, uh, a night extra <laughs> uh, take right here. This is the extras. You can uh, subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> Please give us money. I already cut all that out. And <laughs> resume. So- so yeah, no, that's that's pretty insightful stuff. I, I appreciate that, mother. <laughs> mother. Yeah, I did know. I did know Maybe. a man. I I didn't know that the movie um uh was going for the them covering a man of constant star, sorrow. I thought they were coming okay. up with it. It's in an interesting. The movie. I mean, it's interesting you're illusion. Made, you're made to believe that. But they, they do every that. song in the movie is a kind of well known hymnal. Yes. And, yeah. Um, but the song. I guess why that? Why wouldn't that one be? Yeah. I mean, the song "A Man of Constant Sorrow." I knew that was made in like 1913 or whatever, but I didn't know like in universe of that movie. In the they movie, were they were like it. they were supposed to be the yeah. ones who created the song. Yeah, I thought that's what it was. So that that's it makes sense. That's that's cool. But it. I don't think they don't they don't portray part, it that way. I mean, that though. whole part of the movie isn't that relevant. They really don't portray it that way, though. Like they really portray it like he they came up with it on the fly. Ugh! This is a version by this Home Free. Sucks. Sounds like a sounds like a is that didgeridoo in the background? Sounds like I think that's a I think that's an. How about you didgeridoo't? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about oh, to, good one. Buddy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm, Ooh, I'm about yeah. to jump off a uh, hospital roof uh, right now. Oh, so. here we go. Hold on a second. This is for Tyler. What is this? 
Jerry Garcia. Oh. We're getting a lot of this end part. This is a long outro. <laughs> yeah. I am a man. This is significantly better. <laughs> yeah. If I told you this was uh, Tom Waits, would you enjoy this? Yes. This isn't Tom Waits. You, there's no if way you, anyone would believe this is Tom Waits. I know. <laughs> Tom Waits is more just like... Um, a man <laughs> I feel like I feel like Tom Waits and um, gosh, um, King Cruel. <laughs> <laughs> who's who's the other? Um, who's the other? He was like a '90s recording artist who was kind of in the vein of Tom Waits. He did Lee like Singer Bush. No, <laughs> no. Um, clap your hands, say yeah. <laughs> no, he he's saying like um oh gosh um Eddie Vedder no no <laughs> he was he he had another he sounds he, like Tom Waits kind of he had a name kind of like Tom Waits too it was like um Jeff Lou Lou, Lou something Jeff Cakes Lou uh, not Lou Bega oh <laughs> um, uh, I I feel Lou like Reed Lou Reed yeah Ooh, Lou Reed Lou Reed and and Tom Waits are like uh, very very divisive like a deep, characters deep deeper kind of voice. He was I on like, that one gorilla song. Was he really? Stylo? Really? Well, he's a, No, not Stylo. It was another song. On well, that if you guys have listened to the playlist, uh, there is a song by Lou Reed called Perfect Day. Oh, yeah, Perfect Day. This song? Perfect Day. just keep me hanging on. This was in a snowboarding commercial. Really? What? With Sean White. I think it was an Olympic, Winter Olympic commercial. If they, had a, if they had a budget for this song, they probably was an Olympics commercial. This song is... What are we it, talking about now? Anyways. <laughs> All right, guys. Well... No! <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Middle Class oh, Film Class. Boy. This concludes uh, <laughs> this episode of Middle Class Film Class Podcast. Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mcfcpodcast. Send us an email at mcfcpodcast at gmail.com. And follow us on Instagram at Middle Class Film Class. Yeah, please slide into those DMs, like the post, comment pictures. Uh, eagerly waiting. Yes, 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 yes. And Is that the ready? Got no life. And next week we're going to be breaking down the machinist, and Tyler or Joseph's going to be at the helm. So finally, yeah, finally, <laughs> it's been a while. Tune in, guys, and we'll see you next time. It's a Joseph episode. See you later. See ya.